you can't afford the 100% organic grass-fed beef, go for the conventional beef. There's still a lot of nutrients in there. If you can't get the organic pasture-raised chicken or eggs, just go for the regular one. Go for the one that you can afford because there's still a lot of nutrients in there. Welcome back, everybody, to episode 20 of the Clean Kitchen Podcast. I'm Kyle. I'm Kevin. And Kevin. Yeah. They really enjoyed it last time when we did a Q&A. Mm. You weren't actually a part of that q and not. Kristen was, but the people out there, the followers, the yeah. listeners, they really, really enjoyed the Q&A. So yep. we're going to bring it back for this week's episode. And we got a good one today. We have yep. some people that left questions in their reviews. Mm-hmm. We had some people that left questions on my Instagram story yesterday when I asked. And there are some really, really, really good questions. Yes. So I think we should just dive right into it. I absolutely agree. Then those reviews were on Apple Podcasts. Yes. Anyone that left a review with a question on Apple Podcasts, your question's getting answered. Yes, 100%. All and, right. And going forward as well. Yes. So if at any time you listen to a podcast, you want to leave a review, leave a review and leave a question in the review. Yep. And yeah, leave your username. We'll, we'll, we'll shout you out and yeah. we will answer your question. Love it. Let's do it. All right. So getting right into it. Question one comes from Instagram and it comes from uhouse10 and uhouse says what are the best changes to transition to clean kitchen eating and living in order of priority yeah so when i when i when i hear this question i think there's really three things we have to look out look at the first thing is the diet it's the thing i talk about on a daily basis on instagram and that we talk so much about here on this podcast and it's prioritizing real whole foods as much as you can. And when I say real whole foods, I really mean high quality animal protein, fruits, and vegetables. Mm-hmm. It's really as simple as that. Find the foods you like, get as diverse as you possibly can, and con- and consume those foods on a daily basis. Yeah. So that's the first thing I would recommend. Yep. Makes sense. And with that, I would also recommend to avoid three specific foods or ingredients that you find in most processed food. And that's going to be refined wheat flour, high fructose corn syrup, or added cane sugar, basically very, very similar things. It's just highly processed sugar and vegetable oils. Mm -hmm. And you go to the grocery store. We talk about this all the time, but when you go to the grocery store, 90% of food at the grocery store contains those ingredients in the middle aisles. Yep. So it's something to watch out for and something to avoid in my opinion. Yeah. It's so crazy to me. The more we learn how important the the gut is mm-hmm. to this and what is in your gut starts with your diet and that plays a role in, in your entire well-being your health your mental health your physical health all of it absolutely and so you have to treat your gut appropriately and that that starts with the diet so yeah absolutely the first thing you should do is is fix the bad foods that you're putting in and, and replace them with the good ones absolutely yeah so, like you said your gut microbiome is yeah. so important for so many different things and yeah. that starts with the food that you eat exactly okay so if you've done that if you fixed your food what's the next step you can take traditional smoothie preparation involved buying expensive ingredients like protein collagen functional mushrooms healthy fats and fruit along with the hassle of cleaning a bulky blender Flav City saw this inefficiency and set out to revolutionize the smoothie experience. With just one scoop of the Flav City protein smoothie in a shaker bottle combined with your preferred liquid, you can effortlessly enjoy a complete and nutrient-dense smoothie on the go. These chef-driven protein smoothies have finally bridged the gap between flavor and function with no funky aftertastes, no artificial sweeteners, and no gritty textures. Every single ingredient is derived from real, delicious, whole foods and crafted to enhance your health journey. They have chocolate peanut butter, 
chocolate, berries and cream, and my personal favorite, vanilla cream. Just go to shopflavecity.com or click the link in the description of this episode. Again, that is code CLEANKITCHEN for 15% off everything site-wide. Now back to the show. Yeah, the second thing I would say is prioritize your sleep Mm -hmm. and do everything you can to improve your sleep. So we've done an entire podcast episode all about sleep. Previously, we went in-depth on, I don't know, maybe 10 to 15 tips that people can apply today and spend zero money to improve their sleep. So Mm -hmm. if you haven't listened to that, go back and listen to that. A few of those tips are going to be things like morning sunlight. So getting exposing your eyes to morning sunlight first thing in the morning. This helps set your circadian rhythm and therefore help you fall asleep faster and improve your sleep. Um, eliminating blue light at night. So uh, minimizing screen time, turning down the lights, maybe getting some blue light blocking glasses or something like that. Um, what else? What else am I missing? I know you know yeah. a lot as well. Going to bed at the same time every yeah. night. I found that to be really powerful. Cons- consistency, consistently, yep. absolutely. Um, starting the day with morning sunlight and maybe some some cold exposure. We did talked about yep. the benefit of ten seconds of, of a cold shower yep. at the end. Ensuring you're not eating or drink or consuming caffeine mm. too late in the afternoon. Yep. Make sure you're giving yourself ten to twelve hours before you go to bed. Make sure you're not eating food before you go to bed. A lot of different things like that. Yes. So yeah. I think on that podcast, you said, what if I told you I have a pill that you can take where you're going to feel better, you're going to feel more energized, you're going to feel more alert, mm-hmm. um, all these benefits mm-hmm. that, that you'd have, and everyone would be standing there lining up for that pill, right. and that, that pill is better sleep. Yeah, and no side effects, too. And no side only, effects. Only benefits. Yes. Yeah, and that's sleep, for sure. That's mm-hmm. Sleep is something that I've learned about a lot recently, and I'd say in the beginning of my health journey, which I think we're going to get into in a future question- mm-hmm. I didn't under I didn't fully understand the importance of sleep, yeah. but it is so incredibly important. Yep, and it's the second thing that I would recommend you uh, improve upon if you're new to a clean and healthy eating and 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 lifestyle. Yeah. So. Okay. So sleep and food number three would be uh, number th- number three. I'd say stress management. Okay. Tell me what you mean by that. And there are there are, there's a bunch of different tools that can help imp- uh, decrease stress. So things like meditation, um, bre- certain breathing exercises. Mm-hmm. So um, and even if it's just for, you know, two, three, four, five minutes every morning, like it doesn't need to be a 30 minute meditation or an hour long meditation. It could be two minutes. Just mm-hmm. sit there. Something I like to do is I go outside on my balcony every morning and I just sit there for two to five minutes and I just mm-hmm. focus on my breath. I don't have my phone. I don't do anything. Maybe I'll have like my, my AG one or my water uh-huh. out there. And then I just, that time is just for myself to just be with myself, be with my thoughts and just Think about nothing, basically. Have you heard of the trend of quiet walks going on? No, I haven't. I think it's on, maybe it's on TikTok that it took over, but it's this trend of of quiet walks. Yeah. And it's these younger kids, probably teenagers, talking about how they've started going on walks without like a podcast or music. Yeah. And they are basically alone with their thoughts. Yeah. For the first time ever. Yeah. And for most people above the age of maybe, maybe 25. Yeah. Maybe 30. That's a crazy thought. Yeah. Because... Of course, you you think about things you, when you're in the shower. You, you think and always, but kids right now and and maybe even teens are just so stimulated with so many different things: social media, um, TVs, whatever it is, computers, food. phones, I mean, even, food, even yeah, food, yeah. And that this trend of a quiet walk has taken taken off yeah. just because it's it's allows you to just think something so simple. Yeah. I didn't realize that this yeah. has taken off because yeah. I've been saying I've been saying this, yeah. Have, yes, you've have you talked seen, about have how, you seen me say this? Yeah. Like 
a year ago, I want to say I, I, or yeah, probably about a year ago, I talked about this in my stories uh-huh. multiple times about how I started doing that. Yeah. You should have patented it. I should have. Yeah. It's because I, I didn't hear anyone else say it before I did. Yeah. And I think I did it on accident the first time. I think I like forgot my phone because uh-huh. I normally will listen to music or listen to a podcast and I forgot and I went for like a really long 45 minute walk and mm-hmm. I was just like, wow, this was really nice. Yeah. Just alone with my thoughts. And yep. it was almost like a form of meditation. Yeah. It oh, does, wow. Yeah. I'm really happy to hear that that's taken off. Yeah. That's, that, that is a good trend. It's a great trend. Most trends on TikTok I hate yeah. because there's, <laughs> there's stupid little dances, uh-huh. but that is a trend I am 100% on board on. Yeah. So yeah. hopefully it sticks around. But yeah. yeah, meditation doesn't have to be like what you think meditation right. is. It can be going to walk for 10 minutes yeah. by yourself. Absolutely. Yep. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So yeah, stress stress management is what I'd say the third thing um, okay. that you should do. And then uh, a, a quick example of deep breathing, because some some people hear that word and they're like, okay, well, I, I don't I don't know what you mean by that. There's one that I always resort to mm-hmm. when I'm either in a stressful situation or maybe in the morning. So this this is something that I do, and it's called box breathing. Have you heard of this? No. So think of it as uh, like there's a box and there's four seconds on each side of the box. Okay. So you have so you inhale it's breathing exercise. Mm-hmm. So you inhale four seconds. So mm-hmm. four seconds. Hold for four seconds. Three, four. Exhale for four seconds. Hold for four seconds. Mm. And then you repeat that five to ten times. Uh-huh. Nothing complicated. Nothing complicated. Yeah. And that's I like just that. A, that's one I had heard years ago, and yep. it's just easy to remember. Four, 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 four. And you'd be amazed, especially if you're in a stressful situation Mm. and you do this five to 10 times, you will immediately be calmer. Your heart rate, heart rate, heart, (laughs) heart rate will go down (laughs) Mm -hmm. and you'll just be much more relaxed. I love that. And I do this all the time. Yep. Are are there moments that, I guess, what what are moments when you do do that? What what, what do you feel stressed? Just if I'm, just if I'm stressed throughout the day, like, I mean, uh, say I just have you know a lot uh, a lot of videos to make, or yeah. I, I, I'm I'm stressed about a certain deadline that I have to make, mm-hmm. and I just take a second. And this is something I've really been trying to be um, cognizant of mm-hmm. recently. Is like why am I stressed right now, and like yeah. do I really need to be stressed over this? Yeah. And a lot of times I'll just take a second, do this breathing exercise, and realize you know what, this is going to be fine in an hour or two hours or in a day or, mm-hmm. or two. Um, and you know, you always get through it. Yeah. So the stress that you're putting on your body isn't, isn't worth it. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, it's, it's not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> St- yeah. St- stressful situation, sh- stressful situations can cause a lot of problems within your body mm-hmm. that you may not even realize. Yeah. So. But I think we need to do a whole episode on the impact of stress. hundred percent on your body. Um, okay. So those are the, th- the three things, but there's one, one bonus tip too, that you have as yeah, well. Yeah. Yeah. The one thing I would say is, is move your body. Yeah. So if you can go for a walk daily, if you can hit, if you can hit that 10,000 step mm-hmm. mark every day, that would be fantastic. That's something that I strive for every single day. I go on a few long walks every day. If you're running, if you're into that, absolutely. That's, that's great. Absolutely mm-hmm. do it. Uh, and then also resistance training. Okay. So weight, le- weight lifting. If you can get into the gym, three, four times a week and just yep. do some sort of weightlifting. Mm-hmm. Um, we've talked about the importance of muscle before and uh, it's just, it's, it's so important for so many different things. Yeah. All right. I love it. So those are four easy areas you can get started on right away to to really improve your health. And um, that's the the priority in which you would yes. undertake those as well. Yeah, it okay. is. 
All right, let's move on to question two. This one comes from Instagram as well, from Lexi Coford. She says, what's most important to spend more money on and what can we go cheaper on? Um, so I think the, the question here is food can be expensive. Mm -hmm. And so it's tough to buy the best premium organic grass-fed everything. Mm -hmm. So where do you prioritize when you're buying food? We interrupt this episode of the Clean Kitchen Podcast for an important announcement about a $500 giveaway. You may have heard about it last week, but we're making a slight tweak. For those of you that were not able to leave your Instagram handle in your review on Apple Podcasts, you can actually go back and edit it to include your Instagram handle. The reason that matters is because we're gonna be choosing a winner and reaching out via Instagram. Kyle will send you a DM on Instagram, so you wanna make sure you have that Instagram handle in your review. Now, if you already put your handle in, you're good to go. You don't need to change anything. You're already entered into the contest. If you missed it last week and you wanna enter into the contest to win a $50 gift card to Whole Foods, then go ahead and leave that five-star review on Apple Podcasts, and don't forget to include your Instagram handle. You're gonna wanna win. Winners will be announced next week. Yeah, this is a great question, Lexi, and it's something I try to include in my videos as well. I try not to always give the best option, but also what's the better option? Mm -hmm. What's the the you know the best fill in the blank you can get at you know a Walmart or a Target because maybe they don't have the best option, but what's the better option? Um, so hopefully those are helpful. But when it comes to real whole food, I would say if you can't afford the one hundred percent organic grass fed beef, go for the conventional beef. Mm -hmm. There's still a lot of nutrients in there. If you can't get the organic pasture-raised chicken or eggs, just go for the regular one. Go for mm -hmm. the one that you can afford because there's still a lot of nutrients in there. Mm -hmm. If you can't afford the highest quality you know, yogurt or, or milk, if you can't get organic grass-fed, go for the conventional because there's still nutrients in there. So when it comes to the real whole foods, yes, it's ideal if you can get the highest quality, but there's like I've been, like I just said, there's still nutrients in the lowest quality one. So it's not the end of the world where I would say you should probably spend a little bit more money. And this may not be what you think, but I'd say it, it is in the, the more processed food. Mm -hmm. So for example, if you're, if you're looking, if you're looking at different types of crackers, am I going to want, are you going to want to go for, you know, the simple mills crackers that uses a lot of real whole food ingredients or the Ritz cracker that uses the refined wheat flour, the vegetable oils, and the high fructose corn syrup. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm going to say the Simple Mills cracker all yeah. day because that contains more real ingredients. Yep. Yeah. So even though that in that in that scenario, Simple Mills obviously a bit more expensive than the the standard traditional Ritz cracker. Mm -hmm. Spending in that area where you're able to remove any of those processed grains, refined sugars, high fructose corn syrup from your diet, that is so important. Yes. Where that's not even a factor in organic grass fed beef versus standard. Exactly. Um, that's, that's what you're saying. hundred percent. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So, and to even take this one step further, if, mm. if someone was like, okay, I have a hundred percent grass fed beef, pasture raised eggs and Oreos mm -hmm. over here or conventional beef, conventional eggs. And, uh, we'll, we'll say, we'll say the simple mills version of Oreos uh -huh. over here. I would go for the conventional, um, meat and eggs with the, with the healthier processed food all day. Yeah. Because it doesn't contain those three ingredients that we talk about all the time that are really harmful for our health. Yeah. That, that getting back to just removing those three ingredients, that, yeah. that seems to always be the priority there. Yes. Um, and honestly, as 
that that wouldn't be what I would think um, as I was thinking about this question. I was like, oh, it's, it's you got to get the organic grass fed beef. Yeah. So I think that that's helpful for me. Um, and Lexi, hopefully that's help for, helpful for you as well. Yes. And just another note as well, because produce and do I get the organic produce? Do mm-hmm. I get the non-organic produce? That's another big thing. There's something called the Dirty Dozen. Have you heard of uh-huh. it? There's yeah. where it's, it's, they test, every year they test uh, the EWG uh, tests all different types of produce to see which one contains the highest amount of pesticide residue. So ideally, if you can get those 12 fruits and vegetables organic, that'd be great. And then everything else you can get non-organic. But I mean, if it, when it comes down to it, if you can't get organic produce, just just go for the regular one. Yeah. It's, there's still a lot of vitamins and minerals in there. Yep. Yes, unfortunately, it can contain pesticides, but you know, there's a few things you can go through to clean, to clean the produce and stuff mm-hmm. like that as well. So yeah. In Don't, that- yeah, in that case, when you would when you're not getting those most bioavailable foods, whether it's the the meat or the fruits and vegetables, would you supplement that with some sort of vitamin in addition to that, or you're you just mean? not like um say you're you're getting regular beef, uh-huh. not the organic grass fed, yeah, and you're not getting as many nutrients, yeah, like okay, for example, so you so you're not getting like as many omega threes, yeah, I would say. Would you take an omega three supplement? You could, yeah, 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 absolutely. That, that's not something that you would do personally uh maybe it would if i yeah. had the budget for it yeah, yeah it, it may be okay it's, it all it really all, all depends on your budget yeah do the best you can and and when i also see this question i also think about you know are you prioritizing real whole foods mm-hmm. because that that should be the main thing yeah if you want that sweet if you have a sweet tooth and you want to get you know the candy or the chocolate i mean eat some fruit i don't yeah. know <laughs> <laughs> um yeah yeah, because healthy, you know, healthy chocolate bars is going to be expensive, right? Healthy chocolate bars, you know, five, six, seven dollars. Mm-hmm. A thing of bananas is a dollar. That's true. That's you a big get difference. Six bananas for a dollar, right? That's what I do. I eat a lot of bananas. Yep, that's how you get your fix. <laughs> Hopefully that helped, Lexi. Yep, perfect. All right, let's move on to question three. This one comes from Apple Podcast Review. This is Kayla Ruth 09. and Kayla asks, "How do I find a good MD slash DO?" if I can't afford to go to a functional medicine doctor. Did you know that companies can claim their beef is grass-fed as long as it was fed grass at some point in its life? That's right. The cow could have been finished on grain, yet it will still be marketed as grass-fed on the package. Now, why does this matter? Well, 100% grass-fed beef has higher levels of omega-3 fatty acids, vitamins and minerals, glutathione, CLA, and bioavailable protein. And that's why one of my favorite snacks of all time are Paleo Valley's 100% grass-fed beef sticks. They source their beef from small domestic farms in the U.S. They use real organic spices to flavor their beef sticks, and they're naturally fermented, which creates naturally occurring probiotics, which are fantastic for gut health. They taste amazing. They have so much flavor, and they are my go-to protein snack for when I'm on the go. I literally take these everywhere. And they're currently offering listeners of this podcast 15% off when you use the link in the description of this episode or go to paleovalley.com slash clean kitchen. No code necessary. And again, that is paleovalley.com slash clean kitchen, or click the link in the description of this episode and a 15% discount will automatically be applied at checkout. Okay. Back to the show. Yeah, this is, this is a fantastic question. And and unfortunately it's a tough one Mm -hmm. because unless you really know, unless you, unless someone is, um, uh, recommending a doctor to you, it's Mm -hmm. difficult to know 
how that doctor operates and what they recommend. When you go into the doctor's office, you don't know if they're going to talk about the things that we've talked about, like health, uh, nutrition, sleep, stress management, and exercise, which is what most doctors should be talking about. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, if you go into your average doctor, most of them are going to be thinking about what pill they can describe you, uh, prescribe you to um, help your symptom. Yeah. So it's it's difficult to to suggest what to who to go to. Yeah. This this seems like one where I think the the answer is is really you got to get get your hands a little bit dirty and maybe ask around a yeah, little bit yeah. to see what what is within your range and and what you can find. Um, and also like almost interview the doctor. It feels like yeah, like if you're com- able to, I if guess. you're able to talk to them before. Maybe I have two, three questions yeah. and see how they respond to those questions to help inform how they might respond to future questions. Yeah. Like if you, I, I guess if you ask them about, you know, what, what does nutrition play? What, what's the role of nutrition in a, in a healthy lifestyle yeah. or something and, and see what they, see what they say yeah. to that. Um, yeah. And another, th- another thing is, you know, look at if, if there's reviews online of a yeah. certain doctor, I mean, yeah, it, you got to do a little bit of digging and research to mm-hmm. see. Uh, what works best for you. But I know there are naturopathic doctors as well, mm. which is kind of combining holistic medicine with conventional medicine. So those can be a great option. Um, but then if you, I do still want to recommend um, functional doctors. There's a website called the Institute for Functional Medicine, and you can find a functional doctor in your area. Mm. So that's something I would recommend doing. I, I know a lot, of, I know it's more expensive. A lot of times insurance doesn't cover it, but Ultimately, that that is probably the best thing you can do in terms of finding help for whatever your your illness or symptoms may be. Yeah, yeah, worth investing the time in in your future. Um, and this is one area where you can do that. All right, moving on to question four. Then another one from Apple Podcast. This one comes from Cameron Sky, and Cameron asks: Are air fryers, microwaves, and toaster ovens safe? They definitely can be. Okay, let's let's break this down though. So air fryers. I'd say try to find one that is stainless steel. 90% of air fryers out there, which have become very popular, are made with non-stick coatings like Teflon or other other harmful chemicals that contain that can contain things like PFAs or PFEs or all these harmful chemicals that we don't want getting into our body. So if you can find one that is stainless steel, then they're absolutely safe. Okay. The one that I use is from Cuisinart. It has a stainless steel basket. It's perfectly, perfectly safe. So that's what I use. Yep. There are other few brands like that as well. Do you cook with an, an air fryer a lot? Yeah, daily. Daily, okay. Yeah. So that is an important tool in your in your kitchen. Yes. Yeah. I roast all my vegetables in there. there go. All gets right. It, gets it nice and crispy. Yep. Uh, microwaves. This one is highly debated. Mm-hmm. Are microwaves safe? Are they not? I'd say the main thing with microwaves is that you don't want to be heating up anything that's in a plastic container in there. That is the, I'd say that's the most important thing. Um, if you are going to heat something up, make sure it is on in glass or uh, something like stainless steel, something like that. Yep. Okay. Um, you know, the whole thing with the radiation and all that, that's highly debated. And the the main thing I'd say about that is if you are going to use the microwave, and I, I'll say I, I personally don't really use the microwave. Mm-hmm. If I have to heat up food, I'll just do it on, on a pan. Mm-hmm. It's just, that's just pr- what I what I prefer. If you are going to use the microwave, Try not to stand right in front of it huh. when it's cooking because the radiation can g- oh, give off EMFs. Uh-huh. So just 
Stay away and, and don't <laughs> use plastic. Stand All away. Right. Stand away from the microwave. I certainly it. watch my food microwave. <laughs> Staying there, like yeah, just waiting for it. Yeah. Um. All right. Take take a couple steps back. Yeah, wait. Wait. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then toaster ovens. Yeah. If you can find a if you can find a stainless steel toaster oven, which I believe most toaster ovens are stainless steel, like the ones that you. You know, put it in and you push it down. Yeah. I believe yeah. most of those are stainless steel. So okay. you should be good there. Okay. Yeah. So similar theme there to air fryers then. Yes. yes. All right. Question five. Moving on here. This one also comes from Apple Podcasts. And this is from Mascareniza. Uh, I am apologize if I messed that up. Uh, but the, <laughs> the question here is, what are some tips or advice for someone who is into nutrition and is going into, and what is going into your body, but the environment you are in just is not helpful. Such as working 12-hour shifts can be hard and doesn't help when you're trying to build an eating routine. This is a tough question. So this is effectively, how do you build a routine when the environment around you isn't really suited for it? Mm-hmm. Is this like work, like working environment or just like home environment or both? It, it can honestly, I think it can be both. Yeah. Really, it, it might be part of like the, uh, w- what can you do to, Set yourself up for success here. Whether it's you have a twelve-hour work shift that you you can't really go out and, and make some food, or um, maybe you live with a, a group of people and, and you're surrounded by by bad food. Yeah, I, I, first of all, I'd, I'd say always be prepared. Mm-hmm. So if you are going to this twelve-hour work shift, you know if it's possible, make some food ahead of time, put it in a glass container, mm-hmm. and maybe heat it up in the microwave, yeah, <laughs> stand away. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I'd say just just I, the main thing is be prepared. Mm-hmm. Don't let yourself get into a situation where you're really hungry and you have nothing else to eat besides processed, like very bad processed food and donuts and uh, yeah, just unhealthy junk food. Yeah, it makes me think of whenever you travel, you cook beef and bring bananas. And I think people, whenever you travel, especially in an airport, people are always shocked that that that's what you bring. And I think more so that you can get it through. Yeah. Um, But you're always prepared. You always have your your beef. You know you're going to be traveling. um, And a banana. Because you know what you need. Yep, exactly. I know that's going to fill me up. And it tastes good. And yeah. So the main thing, yeah, I'd say is be prepared. I don't know if if that's the the best answer. But I'd say that's that's really it. Um, it's, It's definitely tough if you're living at a home where you know maybe some of your family members are consuming a lot of processed unhealthy food um but just i mean just i guess do your best yeah to prioritize the real whole foods that are actually going to fill you up make you feel satiated so you're not tempted to indulge in the not so healthy foods yeah it's it's one of those things where you have to create a habit of eating healthy yeah and that takes time that's not easy and that takes real commitment especially early on when you're trying to build that habit but once you do you start to feel better. You start to realize you have more energy. Mm-hmm. You're sleeping better. And hopefully that's the reward for keeping you motivated and going. Exactly. But it's not easy. No, it's not easy. Yeah. And 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 that reminds me, you know, I always say, take it one one step at a time. Don't mm-hmm. try to make all these changes at once because it's not going to last. Make one one change or one swap at a time. And then you'll look back a few months down the road and you'll see all the changes you've made. And hopefully you're feeling a lot better. Like you said, more energy. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're sleeping better. Your digestion's better. All of these things. And you don't even want to reach for that garbage food anymore because you feel so good. Yep, exactly. All right. That is question five. Moving to question six. This one comes from Apple Podcasts as well from Shell012. She's got a double question here that I think tie together pretty nicely. She says, 
how did you locate a trusted functional doctor and how did you choose when you started your journey? So let's start with the, the first one, the trusted functional doctor. Yeah, so I mentioned it earlier, but the Institute for Functional Medicine, and we'll link their, this website, mm-hmm. uh, this specific link down below where you can find a practitioner near you uh, that, that focuses on functional medicine, getting to the root cause of your illness or your symptom. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, that's the main resource I would say there, or also, you know, if there's, there's a lot of functional doctors nowadays that have YouTube channels and, uh, podcasts and all these different things. So you can really listen and learn a lot from these people and see if you think that they would be a good fit for you. That's actually how I found my second functional doctor. Mm. I, I listened to their podcasts a lot and ultimately decided it would be a good fit to work with them. Yeah, it's it's crazy that all these people are not necessarily influencers, but they're putting out content that you can consume for free. Yeah. So take advantage of what's already out there. Yeah, fantastic content. Yeah. Really helpful content. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And then the, the second question, which I think is really interesting, is how did you choose when you started your journey? Well, it first started when I was diagnosed with Crohn's in mm-hmm. college, uh, junior year of college. I had a lot of lower back pain specifically, and then a lot of digestive pain, and just overall was not feeling good, you know, always tired and headaches and different things like that. Ultimately went to the doctor and was diagnosed with Crohn's. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I I started off with a conventional doctor. So went through a bunch of different medications and even had surgery. And for me, that didn't work. I know that works for, for some people, but it didn't work for me. Mm-hmm. And that's when I found a functional doctor and they really helped me um, find the root cause and, uh, give me guidance in terms of nutrition and supplementation and really got me feeling a lot better. Yeah. But it doesn't happen overnight. This has been a very long years, years worth of um, experimentation Mm -hmm. and um, crafting to optimize my health. That's what I was going to say. When you initially summarized that, it it seemed like it was, oh, yeah, figure it out right away. But uh, having seen secondhand, what went on. Yeah. It was a lot of, I'm um, trying this new, new diet to see if it works for me. And I'm going to test it out for a month and see how it goes, see how I'm feeling, if I'm in pain and measuring that effectively. So Kyle's put in time to learn, apply things to his own body and then see if they work or not. Yeah. Um, and that did take years to get there. Yes. Certainly. And, and we mentioned, we, I, I hinted at this earlier, but when I first learned about functional medicine and, you know, health, living a healthy life, my, my sole focus was on nutrition and I basically blocked out everything else. Mm -hmm. I blocked out sleep. I blocked out stress management. I blocked out, um, moving my body. And Mm -hmm. I was just only looking at food and like food is the answer. Like this is it. Mm -hmm. And I think that was a little foolish of me to Mm -hmm. think that that was the only thing. Um, so I think you should take all of those things that we talked about earlier into account when you're, um, trying to fix, you know, an illness or symptom or something. Yeah. So you were, when you were initially diagnosed with Crohn's, that was your senior, junior year of high school that was, or uh, college? Yeah. Symptoms started junior year, diagnosed senior year. Okay. So, so that, that was 2019. So that's four years. Uh, 2018, sorry. 2018. Yeah, five years 2018, ago. 2018, yeah. That, so it's five years since you've been diagnosed effectively. Yes. Yeah. What, what have you learned looking back now over the past five years? Is there anything you would do differently? I... I mean, kind of like I said, I would not be hyper-focused on different diets, like the vegan diet, the vegetarian Mm -hmm. diet, the carnivore diet. I would just eat a real whole foods diet Mm -hmm. that includes high-quality animal protein, fruits, and vegetables, and then maybe some grains if you tolerate them okay. Mm -hmm. Um, 
But the main thing that I think I missed in the early years when I was trying to heal was stress management. Mm-hmm. I realized how stressed and anxious I was, like how, how stressed I was with school and then work when I started, when, when I started working in accounting, mm-hmm. how stressed I was. Um, and even, you know, when I started doing social media full time, I was mm-hmm. still stressed. And it wasn't until I learned different meditation techniques and stress management techniques where I was like this, that, I think that almost improved my health the most. Yeah. Was taking a step back, calming my nervous system. Because if, if your body's constantly in fight or flight, if you're anxious, if you're stressed, then you're not, you're not going to digest your food properly. Mm-hmm. You're not going to recover when you're sleeping. So yeah, I think it's really, really important. Yeah. It's a, a comprehensive view of your body. It's yeah. not, not one aspect of it. Yeah. But the, uh, the short answer I think is when you chose to start your journey is, is when things go wrong. And that's, yeah. that's for most people what it is. Unfortunately, yes. If they're diagnosed with something, they're, they're overweight and they, they want to get healthier. Whatever bad thing you're dealing with is, is normally what kicks off your desire to do something better about it. Um, and I think in this case, Crohn's was, was your motivating factor to get better. Same, same with me. Mm-hmm. Um, but once you unravel what you, you start to learn about the, the food system and your health, it's tough to go back. It feels like you just continue to learn and learn so much. For sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm learning more every day mm-hmm. about everything and everything health related. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, I guess it's kind of a shame that it gets to the point where you're diagnosed with a disease for you to actually make a change. Um, hopefully there's a lot of people out there listening to this that are, that are perfectly healthy, but mm-hmm. want to want to be healthier and want mm-hmm. to prevent these things from happening, wanting to prevent cancer or Alzheimer's or, or all of these diseases that uh, are on the rise today. Yeah. Yeah. I saw one, one uh, clip on Instagram. It was like, my dad is 70 years old, works out every single day. And I never knew why he worked out every day. And then I saw him playing on the ground with my kids. And then I knew why. Mm. And it's like, you don't, you don't know what you're doing. You're investing in your body and your long-term health until you realize what you were doing. Yep. And I think that was a really powerful short message there. You only get one body. Only one body. Treat it right. Treat it right. All right, moving on then to question seven. This one comes from Instagram from Andy Julieth. Andy says, is all sunflower oil bad? Like, what about the ones in the Simple Mills crackers? We're just talking about that. I get this question all the time, and I have a reel coming out. So this this podcast episode is going to air tomorrow. Yeah. So I think I have a reel coming out on Thursday. All right. Well-timed. All about this. And no. So the first part to your question, no, all sunflower oil is not bad in my opinion. If you see a product that has organic, this is a lot of words, but mm-hmm. organic expeller pressed high oleic sunflower oil, mm-hmm. this is much, much better than conventional sunflower oil. And why is that? Let's break this down. Organic meaning the sunflower and the sunflower seeds are not being sprayed with any synthetic pesticides or herbicides. So that's yeah, a good thing, right? Expeller pressed. This means that it that the seeds are are gently pressed to extract the oil as opposed to how conventional sunflower oil is made through uh, uh made with a chemical solvent to extract mm. the oil. It's made with something called hexane, which has been shown to cause a lot of problems if you consume it. Now, they mm-hmm. say that they filter it out in this process, but I don't want to be consuming anything that has this chemical hexane. Okay. So that's the expeller pressed part of it. High oleic is the fatty acid that 
makes up this oil. So conventional sunflower oil, as we know, and we've talked about, contains a lot of omega-6 fatty yep. acids. What, what do we say about omega-6? Bad. Avoid them. Bad. Inflammatory. Avoid mm-hmm. the omega-6 fatty acids. That's what conventional sunflower oil, soybean, corn, uh, safflower oil contains. But high oleic sunflower oil, the fatty acid profile is completely different, and it contains more oleic acid, which is an omega-9 mm-hmm. fatty acid, which is good. Good. Three and nine, good. Six, bad. Great learner. <laughs> Great learner over here. Yes, exactly. Three and nine, good. Six, bad. So nine uh, is, is, the, is the omega-9 fatty acid, is the primary fatty acid found in organic, expeller-pressed, high oleic sunflower oil. And that's a monounsaturated fat, which is mm-hmm. very similar to the fat found in olive oil and avocado oil. Killed it. All right. Let's go. The quiz. Nice. So is, is that the sunflower oil that's in Simple Mills? Crack? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I guess I didn't <laughs> say that. Tell, yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. So, so the sunflower oil, if you look on the box, it just says organic sunflower oil. Mm-hmm. But I've reached out to them. I, I was just talking to someone about this uh, yesterday, yesterday and today. Mm-hmm. Yes. The oil they use is organic Expeller pressed high oleic sunflower oil. So why, why wouldn't they put it on there if, if that is a real benefit? Because uh, they think it's too confusing to the consumer, mm. and they think most people don't don't know what that means. Got it. Yeah, they uh, just want to keep it as simple as possible. Is it is it common to find food it's, companies using organic that's expeller pressed high oleic? It, it, it's oil? becoming more and more common. Yes, yeah. and some companies will label that entire thing yeah. on their product. Uh, if, if you see a product that says organic sunflower oil, reach out to the company because there's a good chance it might be organic expeller pressed high oil egg sunflower oil. Okay. Yeah. The trend right now of seed oils feels like to me, at least maybe it's just what I'm exposed to. It seems like the hottest thing. Um, <laughs> this, I guess who did it? Sweet green. Yeah. Two weeks ago, just yeah. announced they're getting rid of their yep. seed oils. Replacing it all with olive oil. Olive oil. I'm correct. An- uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, Zero Acre Farms is oh, yeah. uh, a one that I, I feel like they're using as a replacement, which I think is, is a lot better yes. than seed oils. Yes. Um, but there's like, there's three or four chains that I've seen in the past two months that are replacing their seed oils. It's fantastic. So it's it's working. It's We're working. getting the word out there. Yeah. Um, I'll keep making videos about it. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So that's, that's very important to know about sunflower oil specifically. The other seed oils... Do they have this same caveat associated with them? No, okay. I've never seen. I've seen like expeller pressed canola oil, which means it's not extracted with hexane, but it's still the fat, the fatty acid mm-hmm. uh, profile on that. It's still going to be a lot of omega sixes. Mm-hmm. So sunflower oil is really the only one. Interesting. Yeah. All right, that is a, a great question, Andy. Uh, I learned something there as well. Question eight comes from Instagram, and it comes from s mercado underscore zero zero. And S. Mercado asks, what kind of coffee do you recommend? I think we, we might have a whole episode on coffee. Oh, man. I think we do have a whole <laughs> episode on coffee and coffee creamers. Mm. So definitely go check that out. But I'll give you the summary right here. Mm-hmm. Look for organic coffee. Look for coffee that tests for mycotoxins because mm-hmm. mold is very common uh, in coffee. And look for single origin. Those are three things you need to know. Yep. All right. And yeah. And then in addition to that, we're going to tag team this with another question. From oh, okay. Chris Pris 1-1. Okay, Chris. Chris says, what is a safer drip coffee maker that has no plastic? So this is something I was just doing a lot of research on because I myself needed a new coffee maker. I could not find a single 
coffee maker, like mm-hmm. drip, you know, one that you plug into an outlet coffee maker mm-hmm. that didn't have some sort of plastic mm-hmm. on it. There are some better ones that will, that, that uh, when the coffee drips, it'll go into a glass container, which is better than the plastic one. But I couldn't find a single one that had no plastic at all. So I resorted to a French press or a pour over. Those were my two options. And mm-hmm. I, I had a pour over previously and it was just way too complicated for me. Uh-huh. You got to weigh out the beans and all this stuff. It wasn't for me. You got to, just wasn't for me. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll end it at that. If you've seen my stories, you probably know what I'm talking about. Uh, so I went for the French, the French press. I bought it. It was fully stainless steel, no plastic at all whatsoever. I've had it for about a month and a half now. I absolutely love it. All right. And we'll link the, I, the model you use. We will link the one yeah. below. Yeah. Yep. All stainless steel. There's a lot of French presses out there that have plastic in them as well. So. Okay. Something to avoid. Something to avoid. Yeah. Yep. And do you, do you think the, ta- the coffee tastes good? Oh, it tastes fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. All right. Five out of five review. Moving on then. That is question eight. Moving on to question nine. This one comes from Instagram as well. This is from Life with Jay Owinney. Uh, and Jay Owinney asks... What is the best way to determine if ingredients are clean in a product? Yeah, this is a great question. So it's getting back to those initial ingredients that I talk about avoiding all the time. It's the refined grains. It's the added sugar, the refined sugar, and it's the vegetable oils. If you see those three ingredients, put it back. Yeah. And like we talked about, most food at the store is going to contain those three ingredients, Mm -hmm. usually the first three ingredients. Yeah. So if you see wheat flour, high fructose corn syrup, or cane sugar, or something like that, uh, and then vegetable oils. So sunflower, soybean, mm-hmm. safflower, corn, not, not organic, expel our pressed tile legs. Of course. Oil. That one's good to go. But any of the other ones. Yeah. This one is all about looking for the trend. Yeah. What are they putting in it? I think we talked about this on the sweeteners episode where we were, broke down all the sweeteners. Yeah. If you're using maple syrup or dates to sweeten your product, you're putting a lot of effort into going the extra mile here. So you might have a better product. Yeah. Compared to, to someone using an artificial sweetener. Yeah. We know a lot about red flags. Like, oh, if you see someone that uses vegetable oils, most likely mm. they're cutting corners and using other low quality ingredients. If you see the sweetener that's maple syrup or honey or even coconut sugar, that's a green flag. Yeah. And the other ingredients are most likely going to be much better. Yep. The other thing that personally I look for is can I read and understand the products on the in- ingredient list? Right. And if I can't, normally it, it means it's bad. Not, not all the time. Yeah. But a lot of times it's just, I, I don't want to put something in my body that I don't know. Yeah. So if I can read all the ingredients, to me, that's a good sign. Yeah. And piggybacking off that, if if you can go and buy each ingredient on the package separately, like you can go in the grocery store and buy it separately, mm-hmm. that's also a good sign. Yep. Not necessarily meaning, yes, that uh, 100% of the time that's mm-hmm. perfect, but most of the time- that's a good way to look at yeah. it as well. Little tips and, and tricks there. Tips and tricks. All right. Moving on. Question 10. This flew by. Yeah. Um, this one comes from Instagram, and this comes from Shigella70. And Shigella asks, a fair question. What is your background professionally to make such statements regarding your content? I think this is this is important to address because there's a lot of people listening to this. want to make sure that being fully transparent with them. Of course, of yeah. course. No, I, I, I love this question and yeah. I respect this question so much. Um, I mean, so so like I said, you know, I was diagnosed with Crohn's back in 2018 and it was very shortly after that when I started to research ingredients and healthy eating and healthy lifestyle and I realized how much information there was out there about all of these different topics. So mm-hmm. uh, 
initially I, I was reading all, all these books. I was listening to podcasts with, with doctors. You know, I always try to get uh, my information from credible people, mm-hmm. not just, you know, random people that I hear and then, <laughs> oh yeah, that sounds right. Let me, let me start preaching that to everyone. No, mm-hmm. I make sure I get all of my information from credible professionals that have been doing this for years and years. Um, so yeah, it, 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 there's, there's so much information available today. And, um, I think even, even people listening to this, they should, they should feel empowered to do their own research. Mm-hmm. Don't even, don't even take what we say, uh, word for word and go do it, you know? Take what we say, think about it, and do your own research and come to your own conclusions. Mm-hmm. Um, but also I'd say I've been, uh, shortly after I was diagnosed with Crohn's in 2018, I've been I've been living it uh, for the past five years. Mm-hmm. I've been experimenting. I've been um, consuming different foods and experimenting with, you know, different healthy lifestyle habits like going outside and trying to improve my sleep and stress management and all these different things. So- yeah. Does that answer that answer the question? Yeah. I think I think it does. Like we always say, you have to do what's best for you. And you have to figure out and experiment what that is exactly at times. Um, but but really what what makes Kyle and myself sitting here on this couch professionally qualified to make such statements, uh, some of it is is that we've done our, our research, mm-hmm. gone through, tried different things, and determined that, that this is what makes the most sense to us. And uh, as part of that, just because someone has a credential doesn't mean what they're saying is true. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of people that have a lot of different credentials in, in various subjects, not just food, that aren't telling the truth at all times. So no matter what anyone is saying, you should be questioning that. And I think that's why this is such a, a great question to ask. Yeah. And we just talked about this on the the Food Pyramid episode. Yeah. Those were all, you know, doctors mm-hmm. and professionals, and they were basically cor- corrupted yeah. and being paid to promote things that they knew they shouldn't have been. Yeah. How many doctors have we talked about that have been paid off? Yeah. A lot. lot. Yeah. Those are all credentialed individuals. Yeah. Um, So yes, great question. And uh, yeah, I think that that summarizes it. Yeah. All right. So we also have a speed round. There were a ton of questions. We couldn't get to all of them, but there were a lot that we wanted to hit on here at the end that I think we can get to quickly. Let's do it. So we're going to do it. Do it fast. Okay. First question. What are the glasses that you wear at night? Those are my blue light blocking Mm. glasses. From Bond Charge, and I'll leave a link uh, down in the description. I think I have a 15% off code as well. There you go. So I'll leave that down there as well. Love it. Favorite electrolyte? Uh, my favorite electrolytes are Flav City. Those are mm-hmm. the ones that I drink every single day. Mm-hmm. Uh, two other good brands are Redmond's Relight and Element, L-M-N-T. All right. Is uh, vitamin water good to drink? I feel like I've looked at this before. There are, I want to say there are two different types of vitamin water. There's vitamin water zero, which I mm-hmm. believe is sweetened with stevia, which is a good option. But there's mm-hmm. also one that has, I believe, a lot of sugar in it, which mm-hmm. I wouldn't recommend. But the one sweetened with stevia is a relatively good option. I don't think it's a great source of vitamins. Yeah. But I think it's a good thing to maybe drink if you want something flavored. There you go. What is the best oat milk? Uh, three good brands here. Malk, actually four. Malk. Mm-hmm. Three Trees, Elmhurst, and then a recent brand that I've learned about that I actually just talked to the founder of the company a couple weeks ago. It's called Willas, W-I-L-L-A-S, Willas. Okay. Um, and actually, after learning about how they process their oats and make their oat milk, that's the brand I would recommend. All right. We'll leave all these links as well in the Absolutely. description. Yep. Is carrageenan safe? Do you know what carrageenan is? I do not. It's an emulsifier. Oh, I know emulsifier. Yeah. Yeah. 
Avoid. <laughs> right? Am I right? Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Avoid. Yeah, no, carrageenan is not safe. Yeah, uh, definitely recommend avoiding it. It is derived from red seaweed, which sounds mm. fine, but uh, unfortunately in studies it has shown to cause inflammation in the gut. So mm. I do not recommend carrageenan. And actually, I believe since 2018, products that are certified organic are not allowed to contain carrageenan. Mm. So if you see a product that's organic, it should not contain carrageenan. All right. Just a side note. Yep. Uh, what is the healthiest cereal? My favorite healthy cereal is Seven Sundays. I have it all the time for like as a dessert, as a sweet treat. Mm-hmm. I don't really have it for breakfast. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Seven Sundays. Also, Lovebird is a great brand and Purely Elizabeth as well. Those are the top three. Yep. What is your favorite grass-fed whey protein powder? Two brands here, Flav City mm-hmm. and Just Ingredients. Two good ones. And I think I have codes for both of those as well. <laughs> All right. We're saving you guys money. Yeah. All right. What is your favorite toothpaste? Uh, two brands of toothpaste that I love, Dr. Bronner's, which you can find in just about any store, which is the brand that I use, and then also Risewell. Risewell. Yep. Yep. Two good ones there. And... Last is, what is a clean and healthy oatmeal? If you are going to have oatmeal, I recommend going for organic oats. Make sure there's no added sugar or natural flavors or anything added to it. Just be oats. Should just be oats. You can add your own, you know, fruit or maple syrup or raw honey if you want some flavoring in there. And also try to find one that is certified glyphosate free because oats test very high in glyphosate. Mm -hmm. Crushed it. Nine questions. (laughs) Oh, no. That's my left hand. <laughs> if you're watching, you saw us try to high five, but it didn't go very well. All right, that's going to be it for this episode of the Clean Kitchen Podcast. Hope you loved listening to this one. This was a fun one. We love doing the Q&As. Let us know if you want us to do this sort of thing again. We will see you next week in episode 21. Thanks.